Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. My name is Al Gordon, proudly sitting in for Dell today, and we are always working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I'm going to bring up a, what I consider to be a, somewhat of a controversial topic. It's It's got to do with uh, some of the laws that are out there and some of the laws that uh, would affect you as, as a property owner or a property manager, and maybe even you as a tenant, for those of you that are tenants out there. And, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to make this uh, kind of an open call-in session for y'all. Um, if you'd like to call in and talk about this controversial topic I'm about ready to, to disclose to you, you can do so at 855-497-4DELL. That's 855-497-4DELL. That's uh, 4335. That's, you know, that's the, the numeric portion of his, his name. Anyhow, what I'm going to talk about today is, is marijuana. And, you know, should marijuana be allowed in rental properties? It's, it's a pretty controversial topic because we've got all kinds of states out there kind of doing what they want to do and uh, the federal government that says you shouldn't be doing it. And, and we're just going to get into some of the background, some of the history of this. And, I, and I'll talk to you about, you know, some of the concerns you should have as, as a rental property owner uh, with regards to marijuana, especially depending on, on where you own those rental properties. Did you know that uh, on August 2nd of 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed what was called the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. It was the first federal marijuana law which prohibited the substance beginning in October of that year. It effectively banned the possession of pot by requiring, requiring users to obtain a tax stamp, which they, they couldn't buy without providing details about the amount and location of their marijuana, therefore incriminating themselves in the process. Now, how about that for a, a gotcha law? Anyhow, uh, while, while the law was 
effectively overturned by the Supreme Court and was officially repealed by Congress back in 1970, Congress passed the, the Controlled Substances Act simultaneously, thus ensuring that marijuana remained illegal. Uh, the prohibition continues to this day at the federal level, although a growing number of states have chosen to legalize marijuana for medical and recreational uses. Now, According to governing.com, there are currently 34 states plus the District of Columbia that currently have passed laws broadly legalizing marijuana in some form. Um, the District of Columbia and 11 states, uh, those states are Alaska, California, Colorado, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. And the reason I'm giving you those, those states uh, specifically is because you may own rental properties in those states. Those states and the D.C. area have adopted the most expansive laws legalizing marijuana for recreational use. Uh, most recently, Illinois became the second most populous state to legalize recreational marijuana after the governor signed a bill passed by the legislature. Now, Vermont earlier became the first state to legalize marijuana for recreational use through the legislative process rather than a, a ballot measure, which, which means that, you know, they, they basically, somebody um, came to the, the state legislature, they, they proposed a bill, the bill was uh, moved through the legislature, and it was signed into law. So whether or not the, uh, the voters approved it or not was immaterial because it never got to a, a vote. Most of the, most of the other uh, states did it by ballot measure. I, re I remember when uh, California and Nevada uh, put those on the ballots, um, and, you know, the, the voters overwhelmingly said, yeah, we want it. Make it, make it recreational. I think the, the sentiment was so many people were doing it already. Why, why not legalize it? Now, Vermont's law, that's the one that was passed through the legislative process, um, allows for adults age 21 and over to grow and possess small amounts of cannabis. However, it does not permit the sale of non-medical cannabis. And some other states have similar, similarly decriminalized marijuana, but did not initially legalize retail sales. Uh, most other states allow for a limited use of medical marijuana under certain circumstances. Some medical marijuana laws are broader than others with types of medical conditions that allow for treatment varying from state to state. For, for instance, Louisiana, West Virginia, and a few other states allow only for cannabis-infused products such as pills or, or oils. And a number of states have also decriminalized the possession of small amounts of marijuana. Now, according to a website called Buildium.com, they, they restate the fact that marijuana is still legal under federal law. The, the Supremacy Clause in the United States Constitution says that states must not and cannot enact laws that conflict with federal laws, but states have been doing it nonetheless. And until now, the federal government's marijuana policy has been essentially to turn a blind eye. And this, is, this has created quite a hazy situation for landlords and property managers that are trying to create a marijuana policy that complies with both state and federal laws. You know, on one hand, 
federal law technically reigns supreme. On the other hand, most housing laws are enacted at the state and the local level, and a marijuana policy that complies with one set of laws can lead to a violation of another set of laws and vice versa. I mean, can, can you see the mess that, that's going on out there? It's, it's literally going up in smoke. And, and speaking of up in smoke, you know, it's, it's ironic. I was looking at a list of uh, films that contain uh, frequent use of marijuana, and, and it's just it's a laundry list. It goes all the way back to uh, 1932 with a, a movie called Jewel Robbery. And then, of course, in, you know, there's there's the Cheech and Chong series where, you know, you've got Cheech Marin and, and Tommy Chong and, and everything they do has to do with smoking pot and smoking pot on the screen and, you know, and, and making it comical, making it uh, kind of like a, a natural thing. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there remember Fast Times at Ridgemont High with the uh, Jeff Spicoli, the the big stoner that was in that that movie, and I and I recall him rolling out of his stoner van, um, and as he opened the door and kind of fell out of the van, this this huge cloud of smoke just kind of billowed out. And then later on in the show, he was uh, he was talking to one of his stoner friends on the phone, and he pulled out a shoe and and smacked his head and basically said, "Dude, that's my skull. I'm so stoned." I mean. It's the whole marijuana culture has has been running parallel to the the federal law that says you can't do it. But I'll tell you, the, the culture has has been been growing and it's it's been existent for a long time. And there's there's a lot of people that that smoke marijuana, whether it's legal or illegal, because that's their choice. That's what they they feel is necessary to help them deal with pain or or other things. Now, I am not advocating the use or the non-use of, of marijuana. I'll just, let me be very clear with you. I, I spent 27 years in the Army, and, you know, I was drug tested on a very routine basis. So, you know, doing that sort of stuff was a big no-no. And, you know, if we had soldiers that what would, we would call popped hot on, on a drug test, Test, you know, it, it basically ended their career, and that's that's how seriously the military took the the use of recreational uh, marijuana or you know marijuana for any type of use. But what I really want to do is I'm going to get into some of the the things that you need to consider with regards to you know um, marijuana usage on your particular property. But I also want to make available to you the to call in because I, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions. And, and whether you're, you're an owner of rental property, whether you're considering owning rental property, whether you're a, a tenant, uh, whether you're somebody that just doesn't like the smell of marijuana wafting through your, your neighborhood, I want to hear from you. And you can, you can reach me at 855 855- Four nine seven four three three five. That's eight five five four nine seven four three three five or four Dell. Now, as you're trying to decide whether or not you should allow marijuana use on your property, your marijuana policy should should actually take a few things into consideration. Now, here they are. If you have a mortgage on your property. Your loan documents may require you to comply with both state and federal laws, and allowing marijuana use on your property could expose you to risk if someone determines that you have breached the loan documents. Oh, my goodness, that could be a problem. And we're going to get more into this, and I want to talk to you on on the further segments of the show, and we'll be back right after this. 
We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Did you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month, equity capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map. Appreciation, real estate can increase in value over time. Equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month. And finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we are working on, <clears throat> excuse me, we're working on, excuse me, we're working on your financial freedom. I knew I was going to get that out eventually. You know, so here's, here's the question I've got for you. What do Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, and Pot Zombies have in common? These are all movies, not, not necessarily set in Halloween, but yeah, they might have something to do with Halloween. But at the end of the day, they're, they're movies that featured the use of marijuana, the, the, the just flat-out blatant use of marijuana. And, and those aren't the only types of movies that are out there. I mean, there's, there's movies called, you know, you've probably heard of called The Breakfast Club or The Big Lebowski. And there's, there's even TV shows that um, basically 
glorified the use of marijuana. And, 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 and one of my favorites was not, not because of the use of marijuana, but because I thought it was a pretty good show, was that 70s show. So what I'm getting at is marijuana use has been a part of our culture for a long time. For those of you that went to college, you know who the stoners were. Uh, for those of you that were in high school, you know who the stoners were. Um, you had people telling you marijuana was bad. You had people telling you marijuana was good. But I will tell you that in, in our, our culture, uh, marijuana laws are either strictly enforced or they're, they're kind of ignored. And it just, it kind of varies from municipality, municipality to state to state. And as I mentioned in the last segment, we, we have, you know, a bunch of states that have legalized marijuana for either recreational use or medicinal use or, or, you know, something along those lines. And I'll tell you, those those laws, they vary from state to state. So what I'm going to get into now is I'm going to talk about some of the things uh, you should consider if you're going to allow marijuana use on your property. You should have a marijuana policy, and, and you should take a few things into consideration. If you have a mortgage on your property, your loan documents may require you to comply with both state and federal laws at all times. Uh, allowing marijuana use on your property could expose you to risk if someone determines that you have breached the loan documents. Now, can you imagine if you've got a, a 400 unit apartment complex, then all of a sudden, you know, somebody on the, the property decides to smoke pot and, and your lender decides to call the loan? That, that would be disastrous. So you need to have some kind of policy in place. Now, if, if you've accepted any kind of public subsidies for your for your property, you know, from historic or low-income housing tax credits or, or maybe Section 8 tenants, you are most likely required to comply with both state and federal laws as a condition of those subsidies. And the use of marijuana on your property could result in an allegation of civil or criminal fraud. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, this is, this is actually information that's out there that you need to know. Now... The property owner is not the only person who can be held liable for the breach of state or federal laws. That risk extends to property managers and other agents acting on behalf of the owner. That's, I mean, it gets, gets kind of scary, doesn't it? Insurance companies generally do not cover damage caused by illegal activities. And after Colorado legalized recreational marijuana, there was a spike in apartment fires caused by tenants trying to condense marijuana into a concentrated form called butane or using butane. I think what they were trying to make was, was hashish. Um, Units exposed to smoke, not just from marijuana, but also from cigarettes and cigars, cost more to maintain. And, and you know, if, if I, I actually had a tenant that I've got a no smoking policy on, on all of my properties, okay? And, and when, when I say no smoking, it's no smoking of anything, tobacco, marijuana, whatever else you want to put in your pipe. And I, I did a, a unit inspection, and I found uh, that one of my tenants was you know, they were smoking cigarettes, not, not marijuana. Well, they might have been, for all I know. Uh, but the, the problem with that is this, that the, the smoke gets into 
everything. If you've got carpet, the smoke smell gets into the carpet. It it even seeps into the paint. It can it can it can attach to the the window blinds. Uh, you know, it it just it can resonate. And and even when I told them, okay, here's the deal. That's it's 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 a 72 hour eviction, folks, because you violated the lease terms. I can't have you smoking in here. And and you know that the lease specifically said no smoking. Oh, by the way, your neighbor next door that smokes uh, goes outside and smokes, which is completely allowable from my standpoint. I don't want you smoking inside the, the unit. Well, it cost me additional money above what what the deposit was to get that property back to condition because you've, you've got to have somebody come in that knows how to, to alleviate all of that smoke uh, smell and, and you know, in the infusion of smoke. So some, something you have to consider. Now, marijuana smoke may be considered a nuisance to other tenants and could open up a landlord or property manager to, to complaints or worse, claims that secondhand smoke has caused adverse health conditions among the property's other residents. You know, at the outset, it seems like a no-brainer to ban marijuana use at your rental properties, but if only it was that easy. You know, a full-fledged ban may not be allowed under state laws either. So you've, you've got to really kind of drill into this. So the question I ask is this, can you ban marijuana use on your property? Um, when, when determining which course of action to take, landlords and property managers must start by fully, un, fully understanding their state laws regarding the recreational and medicinal use of marijuana. And it looks like we have a caller from Florida, uh, Paul. Is, is Paul available to us? Right here, yes. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a landlord in several states. Um, and basically, in the lease that with the tenants, we just basically say, you know, the tenant has to abide by all laws. And we would never actually write up a specific marijuana policy in the lease because at that point, that would open up a you know a big can of worms. So, you know, it's, if we just choose not to even mention it, and we've never had any issues at all. Uh, I mean, obviously, if the tenant is enjoying uh, Mother Nature inside their privacy of their own home, we're never going to know what they do. Uh, the minute they take it outside and you know, it creates a problem, and if we're in a jurisdiction where cannabis is not legal, then obviously we, you know, we're going to say something. But as far as putting it in the lease as a separate thing, I think that would just open up a can of worms. And I don't know if any landlord is doing that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's you know that's that's part of the controversy out there. It's it's you know. Where, where, by the way, where where do you own your properties? Uh, uh, Florida, New York, and Nevada. Oh, okay. So you've you've you're dealing with all kinds of different state laws. I mean, Nevada is right. is a is a full blown you know smoke as much pot as you want, uh, whatever the law is there. Um, you know, it's 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 Nevada. So I mean, they allow you to walk up and down the, the the strip in Las Vegas with an open container. So you know, and and I've been there, and I can I can smell the marijuana smoke up and down the strip. So so if, so for your properties in Nevada, you you just you just kind of ignore the whole thing. Yeah, and no matter what state it is, even in Nevada, where, like you mentioned, it's completely uh, legitimate to have such a substance, we, you know, we don't want to involve it anything because it, at the bot- at the end of the day, it's still illegal at a federal level. So the minute we mention anything in a lease, we have we just created controversy for ourselves, you know. So we just you know we choose not to even mention any any you know specific type of thing like that. 
Well, that's that's great advice, Paul. I, I appreciate you calling in. We're getting ready to go to break, and uh, this is Al Gordon in for the wonderful and famous Del Wamsley on the Del Wamsley Radio Show, and we'll be back right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. My name is Al Gordon, in for Del Wamsley, and we are always working on your financial freedom. So I've got a caller on the line. His name is Paul. He is uh, he's based out of Florida. He owns property in multiple states. He's got property in Florida. He's got property up in New York. He's got property over in Nevada, and all of those states uh, treat marijuana a little bit differently. Let me let me bring Paul back on the air. Paul, are you still there? Yes, I am. So let, let me ask you a question. What, what do you, how do you feel about, like, tenants that might be growing marijuana on your property? You know, let's, let's say they're, they're growing it indoors and, and maybe, you know, consuming extra power and, and moisture and things like that. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's the kind of thing that uh, if I see it, if I happen to see it, uh, then it's a no-go. They're, they're going to have to immediately remove it. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. I have a real rigid application process, okay? Uh, I've never had a situation like that. I, you know, I have a pretty good uh, intuition of, certain, of people, of what their motives are, what their backgrounds are, you know? So uh, I don't run into that situation. It, it pretty much all, you can, you can pretty much root out all of your problems at the application stage, you know? Yeah. Uh, if, you know if you get a... A couple or even a single guy, you know, that has a 40-hour job and, you know, a good credit score, you know, the chances of him uh, being any type of, uh, uh, you know, engaging in any type of subversive activity uh, is, is rare, you know, and I, I've never had that situation. It, it really does, you know, come down to um, how, how the type of person they are and, you know, how they keep the property. You know, if, if obviously they're doing something in public, you know, outside of that private domain, uh, then we have to, you know, mention something. But I, I you know, and I, I feel very lucky, uh, from, you know, with the experiences I've had so far, I've never run into these type of problems. And I have multiple, I have over 80 tenants in, in my units, and, and I, you know, they're, they're great people. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing everything the right way. I agree with you on that that tenant screening thing, and you know, I think it's also important when you you look at the job history of of who you know your tenants are working for. You know, there's still a lot of companies out there that drug test, e even in those states where marijuana is considered legal. Um, and you know, that's part of the background check you can do is if if Joe Blow works for XYZ company, you know, you can always contact XYZ company and say, hey, what are your screening criteria for for illicit drugs and you know it gives you great information right up front um hey do you have any other thoughts on this this marijuana use on your property say it again 
Did, did you have any other thoughts uh, regarding uh, the use of marijuana on your properties? No. Uh, you know, the only other thoughts I have is, uh, you know, you, you mentioned about total gridlock going on, you know, between federal laws and state laws. And, and, you know, I think, you know, people just really have to, you know, realize that most of the problems we are experiencing is all due to the politician. It's all due to government, local and state. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we're, we're talking about a plant here. Uh, and the fact that some jurisdictions allow it and some jurisdictions don't, I mean, it's just, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I hope people come to their senses and, and realize that, uh, you know, all of the problems stem from politicians. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just absolutely have to give you a virtual high five on that. I, I agree with that. You know, I was doing some of the, the research on, on the marijuana, uh, why, why it was banned originally, and, and apparently it had to do with, with you know, immigration control. Um, uh, there was, you know, the, the, a lot of Mexican immigrants coming in uh, into Texas and to Louisiana, and their, their culture um, included the use of marijuana. So I think that's, that's part of the reason they were, they were trying to control immigration, and that was one way to do it was to to you know make marijuana use illegal. So yeah, it's 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 crazy, and and you know it's it goes on in our culture on a daily basis. Um, I mean, I've got friends that that use the the substance, and I'm, I'm based in Texas, and it's it's illegal in Texas. But I'm I'm outside of the San Antonio area, and and the San Antonio police tend to take a um, you know turn a blind eye type of thing they're they're not necessarily interested in you know going in and arresting people and and i think that just has to do with the the political culture would, would you agree with that i would definitely agree with that for sure and i i think i think on the police level uh you know you're dealing you're dealing with people who are working you know are they have a job because they're trying to pay their bills they're, they're normal they're not part of the political class so to speak you know and you know the political class they have you know whatever they want they ha can have delivered to them they're they're not part of the of the tax payers uh you know the taxpayer populace that we are so the, a lot of police just turn a blind eye to it because they realize that you know we're talking about a plant here you know we're talking about nature and when man tries to rule over nature that's where we have problems yeah, you know, I, I have to agree with you. And here's another virtual high five coming at you. Um, you know, so let, yeah. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you a question. What what if what if you had a situation where um, you know, law enforcement actually came to one of your properties because one of your tenants was maybe using marijuana in in a in a illegal way, in other words, like in, in Nevada where it's legal, um, or let, let's pick on California because I think California has has a law that says, you know, you can use it, but you have to use it in the confines of your personal residence. So uh, let's say you had law enforcement come in to, you know, uh, check out what's going on. What, what, how would you treat that tenant once, once you found out that law enforcement was involved with, with that particular unit? Well, you know, again, it all comes down to whether or not the tenant broke the law or not. Uh, I mean, if law enforcement has a reason to go in and it's a legit reason and they have a warrant, uh, then we just have to see what pans out. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've known many people who had run-ins with the law, and uh, it was all for various reasons. And most of the time, it was always a mistaken uh uh, just a mistaken situation, uh, but if that tenant is proven to actually violate the law, then we have they they 
police at that point, and then we have to uh, take things as it comes, you know, depending on what exactly was the infraction that it went. But, you know, it all comes down to what happens. You know, if the cops want to come in and investigate the tenant for some reason, then obviously they have every right to do so. Um, but if the tenant hasn't violated the law and they just had a situation of running with the cops, then you know, there's nothing we could do as long as they're a good tenant and abiding by the lease. Yeah, it makes makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you know, and in, in, in tenants that, that break other laws, you know, uh, that have the, the police action, you know, that that could cause a violation of the lease, too, just depending on, on what that, that law enforcement activity is. Do you have any final thoughts on this subject, Paul? Uh, that's all I have for now. I just hope people, again, going back to what I said, I hope people just realize, that, you know, they take their power back and that the problems always stem from politicians. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting close to uh, the 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 voting time, so I agree with you. Make sure that uh, you know people are out there informed and they're they're making good decisions because you know our power resides in the ballot box uh, unless you know we let the legislatures go willy nilly with uh, with the laws. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, the one thing about the ballot box, though, you know, Mark Twain said if voting really mattered, they would make that illegal. Also, so we, you know, we we have to. <laughs> We, we have to really we have to really consider that you know a lot of people think the voting box is just a suggestion box of slaves you know uh, because again you know all the problems are created by politicians on both sides of the aisle yeah I, I agree with you um, I think yeah we if we could if we could get a handle on those politicians things would be much better and we wouldn't be dealing with you know this this subject of marijuana use you know should you ban it on your properties or not hey Paul I want to thank you very much for calling in you you really provided some great content to the show and and I really appreciate and respect your opinions you're very welcome thanks for having me God bless take care Folks, the uh, the phone lines are open. If if you've got an opinion on this subject, I mean, it's 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 a pretty controversial subject. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that are that are for the use of marijuana. There's a lot of people that think marijuana is still a bad thing. Um, and when it comes to your rental properties, how how do you think about you know the use of marijuana on the property? Do you think that uh, marijuana should be allowed to be cultivated on your property? Do you think you ought to have a policy in place to to address marijuana? Uh, for instance. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've got a no smoking policy. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, people in my properties aren't using marijuana. They could be using uh, oils or they could be vaping. They could be doing things where you, you can't necessarily detect the use of marijuana. And, you know, that could become problematic, especially if, if you've got a tenant in a location that is not, you know, marijuana is not allowed. And if the, the police come and they, they arrest everybody involved in the, the property, well, you've, you've got a lease file and now you've got to go in and, and clean that property up and, and get it ready for the next tenant. And if you'd like to call in, like I said, the number is 855-497-4335. That's 855-497-4DEL, for Dell. We'll be back right after this. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. 
What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. My name is Al Gordon, sitting in for Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So on today's show, we're, we're trying to tackle the, the, the topic of marijuana, you know, marijuana use in your properties. Should you allow it? Should you ban it? What 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 should you do? I mean, if you're you're in a state where it's it's fully recreate, I can't even say the word, recreationally allowed, you know what? What do you need to do if if you're in a state that does not allow legalized recreation or medicinal marijuana? What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what. If your state has not legalized recreational or, or medicinal marijuana, you can simply prohibit all use and cultivation on your property. That's probably the most straightforward scenario. However. It's undeniable that attitudes towards marijuana are definitely shifting, even if it is considered illegal. You know, the courts may wind up being lenient. And instead of defaulting to your lease's traditional anti-drug or illegal activity provisions, consider adding specific language to your marijuana policy that describes it as a prohibited substance. You know, here's, here's an example that an attorney uh, provided for me. Uh, it goes like this. It says, usage of cannabis or any other federally prohibited drug is not allowed on the premises. Further, tenant and their guest may not engage in any illegal drug-related activity, including but not limited to medical cannabis on or near the premises. Landlord may terminate this agreement if tenant and or guests engage in such activities. If this provision is violated, tenant will be subject to charges, damages, and eviction. Tenant forfeits their security prop deposit if there is any evidence of cam cannabis use on the premises. So so any tenant found in violation of that clause will have really not much basis to argue with you if, if by chance you would have to go to court and, and discuss it in front of a judge. Now, if your state has legalized recreational or medicinal marijuana, you still might be able to ban its use on the premises. I mean, after all, marijuana is still a federally banned substance. So in order to do so, you'll, you'll absolutely need that strict language included in your lease. And you'll want to make sure that your state laws allow you to prohibit its use as state laws can, can vary, very, very, very much. Uh, very, very, there's, there's a great term for me. For instance, uh, what I 
found was this. Michigan does not require private property owners to lease a property to anyone who smokes or cultivates marijuana on the premises as long it is, as it is clearly prohibited in the lease. Now, Massachusetts allows landlords to regulate smoking and cultivation of marijuana through lease agreements, but landlords cannot prohibit consumption of marijuana edibles or other forms of non-smoking consumption. Now, it gets even more clouded. Rhode Island's Medicinal Marijuana Act specifically states that no landlord may refuse to lease to or otherwise penalize a person for his or her status as a mer- me- medical marijuana cardholder. And three, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Three states, three different laws. No wonder why as landlords we're, we're absolutely confused. And it's not just as us as landlords, you know, uh, tenants are a little bit confused about this whole thing too. But once, once you have a strong grasp of what is and isn't allowed under your state's marijuana laws, Create your own marijuana policy and implementation strategy. Start by deciding if you want to allow smoking of any kind in the building. You know, many states allow landlords and property managers to ban smoking on the premises as long as consumption is allowed in in some other form, like vaporizers, edibles, oils. But be sure your lease states which form of usage are allowed on on your your particular property. You know, and and that kind of brings up another point that I want to make. You know, at the end of the day, we provide clean, stable workforce housing for people that absolutely deserve it. I, I would tell you the, the majority of my tenants are, are working for companies that have some type of uh, ban on the use of, of illeg- illegal drugs to include marijuana. Um, I know that there are a lot of companies out there that still screen, they do drug testing. So, you know, like I mentioned earlier on the show, if, if you know that your tenant works for a company that has a strict drug screening problem, uh, policy, you're probably not going to have to worry about it. However, you, it still doesn't mean they're not going to have guests that come over or other folks that, that may consume the stuff. Now, I'm, I'm also believe, a big believer in the fact that tenants have rights and, you know, the tenants are living in a property and they've, they, they get the right to quiet enjoyment. So, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know if they're doing it and I don't know about it, you know, is it, is it really something that I need to, to address? I'll tell you, it's a tough question to ask and it's an even tougher question to answer. And, you know, I think this debate is going to continue to go on for, for a long time. But at the end of the day, you as a property owner need to decide what you want to do about marijuana. Do you want to treat it like all the other illegal drugs? Do you want to treat it like uh, some of the states are treating it as, as recreational or medicinal use? I mean, what do you want to do? What do you want to allow? How, how does it fit into your overall strategy? And really, at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, this is a, this is a growing issue out there. It's a growing problem out there. And as Paul suggested, it's the politicians that created this problem for us. But we're the ones that are going to have to deal with the problem as we move along. So sit down, figure out if this is even an issue for you. I mean, there's, there's some of you out there that are just saying you're, sh- you're shaking your head and just going, you know, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. And there's other, others of you out there that are saying, you know, this is something I, I absolutely did not consider. This is absolutely something I need to address. So 
you know, depending on what side of the fence you're on, uh, and, and, and quite frankly, you might be a property owner in a state that allows for recreational marijuana, and, and you may consume that recreational marijuana yourself. So you may think it's, it's, it's an okay thing. So be clear, be honest with your tenants. I mean, really, that's what your lease is all about. It's, it's a contract between you and that tenant to determine uh, what what rules of engagement you're going to have with regards to to the the um, leasing of that property and and you owning that property and, and cultivating that lease with that tenant. So you know, I'll tell you what, I don't think the the controversy is going to end. I, I don't think it's going to end with regards of consumption. I don't think it's going to end with regards to cultivation. Um, I think you know marijuana is starting to make a comeback and it's something that you need to think about hey uh, thank you very much for listening to the show and remember it's not about the money it's all about the lifestyle thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley radio show teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained join us seven days a week can't get enough visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley radio show access past your podcasts and join the conversation The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.